Love and Lust. Hey lovers, if you love Love and Lust and want to support Love and Lust, you can now purchase items from the merch store or leave a monetary donation. Love and Lust is recorded live in Mossseed Productions Studio in Temecula, California. For studio information, please click the link below. Welcome back to Love and Lust. My name is Anna Lefebvre. I am your favorite relationship coach. If I'm not your favorite, I am now your favorite because <laughs> I told you I am. <laughs> and we have Liz Thompson. She is a female comedian and an artist. She is back with us. She wanted to, you know, get a little bit more of Love and Lust, I guess. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for coming back. <laughs> Thank you for coming me back. This is such a blast. You know, it's funny, like, on my way here to the show, um, and then when I do other shows, I have this process that I do, and I probably look, and I know I, not probably, I look batshit crazy, but what is your process for getting ready? Because for me, I have to scream to the top of my lungs, I have to get like every like nervous energy out, like I act like a psychopath, I, <laughs> sometimes when I have people with me, I'm just like, we're not going to comment on what you're about to see right now because it's about to get crazy. <laughs> but like, I have to scream at the top of my lungs, but safely to not ruin my vocal cords and like just, you know, go crazy, like dance. Go. I have to like literally what I'm doing is trying to lose my ambition so I can be, you know, somebody else, you know, another character. What do you what is your process for doing that? That's, that's awesome. Please get a video of that. But, um, <laughs> I want to watch it. But for me. For me, like, uh, I, I do a little bit similar stuff. Like, I, I uh, this morning I did some like, this is so hippy dippy. Just like some like little interpretive kind of like dancing, warming up my body, getting some of that nervous energy out, and um, drank a couple cups of coffee, and I did my makeup. That's like. I love to just like before every show kind of like it's like a meditative kind of process doing your makeup kind of like putting on your war paint too. Yeah. I like method acting. Um a lot of people don't realize that and I don't I hate talking to people before I do anything like on a show or anything. One time I received a text message telling like it was somebody found out about like some comedy or saw something or heard something and he basically told me I was very embarrassing and vulgar and it really hurt my feelings and I really couldn't perform so now what I do is I turn my like I don't turn my phone off I turn my notifications off I don't talk to anybody I just get in the zone and method acting is very dangerous though and I don't like it because you get lost and you get lost in a character and and then you're an asshole to other people <laughs> and they don't get it. They don't get it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's bad. You know, you don't want to piss them off. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You want to you make sure you're a little rooted in reality somewhere still, you know, but also that's, yeah. that's how you get some really great actors. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, Talking about acting, I'm just kidding. <laughs> acting in the bedroom, I'm just kidding. I have a question for you. Are you a writer? Uh, I I do write all of my no writer my jokes and everything. Write, no writer. writer. Oh, like on top. <laughs> that writer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. I yeah, see yeah. memes, and I feel like this is like true. Like some memes are, you know, they have some truth to it, and a lot of them are just, you know, fun, funny, 
things. But there, it was saying that a female would be in this position and had an illustration of a female writing for like two seconds and then her check engine light comes on. And <laughs> it, it makes me laugh every time I see it because I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> Like, ladies, come on. Like, squats, wall squats. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I have very stationary, strong legs. I can be there for a very long time. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. Like, I, I think, I feel like females just try to make sex a little bit too pretty. And they uh-huh. need to realize yeah. that it's not, it doesn't need to be pretty. Like, guys don't be. care. They don't no. care. Like, no. be ugly. Yeah. Be ugly if you never <laughs> rode with your feet on the bed, oh yeah, you are not having sex right. Just because you have a vagina or because you have a penis <laughs> does not mean you know how to have sex. It doesn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you haven't done that, like, that's crazy to me. What What is your favorite position? My favorite, um. You know, I I do love doggy, love it a lot. That is probably my favorite, and I also love these. These are kind of princessy ones because it's no work. But. <laughs> doggy and the one where it's kind of like doggy. It's like you're laying on your stomach, mm-hmm. and they they enter from behind, and you're just kind of laying there, and then they're just like bam, 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 like on top of. Yeah, you. that's a good yeah. one. And like the thing, yeah. like the thing to do, ladies, is to tighten your vagina when they're doing it. And then just move your ass cheek. It ass cheeks. It doesn't matter if you do know how to twerk, if you don't know how to twerk. Move your ass cheeks because guys love a good visual. Totally. And I'm gonna give an, yeah. another another secret. Okay. So when you're on top and you're riding and you get a little tired, okay, that's fine. You know, you get tired. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna try to lay flat on the guy to a certain extent. Now some penises bend some don't you know you gotta figure out what's comfortable with your partner why do i know all this <laughs> <laughs> oh lord I, yeah i guess so <laughs> so what you want to do is this is what you want to do is not lay on them like in the same like lane like perpendicular no, vertical you kind of want to lay on them if you're watching the video you can see what i'm doing but you kind of want to lay on them not like an x but almost an x okay so or what or like not a cross i should say but not a cross but like a cross uh-huh. and you're going to go up and down like that but you can also if you're not a twerk twerk right there the visual the visual is amazing for them and then also you're having lazy sex you're just laying there your ass is doing a little bit more work than your thighs but yeah i think i feel like females we just try to be sometimes and i you know i've been guilty of this you know when i was in my 20s i gave way too many fucks way too many fucks and we just try to like make it so pretty and cute and just like ow no (laughs) Sloppy, wet, don't yeah. have dry Be hands. An animal. Yeah. yeah, a little spit never mm-hmm. hurt nobody, especially if your breath no, smells never. good. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, like when I was younger, I I was like kind of frozen, just like oh, I have to make sure I look mm-hmm. good, and you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, I didn't want to move, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be on top, and then I think I just yeah. read something online that was like. Are you actually having fun? Like, remember that you're a, yeah. a human that needs pleasure too. And like, yeah. don't worry about how you look. Like, yeah. the guys don't. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
they don't. You look crooked. They don't. And I have watched a lot of porn in my life. Whatever. Um, uh-huh. You know, they, they start and stop porn. Like, they start and stop it. So, it looks cute because it's being stopped and start. But, uh, started over again. But, like, the good sex sessions, I mean, like, you have liquid body parts, fluids everywhere you know safely Mm -hmm. with the condom safe sex is everything guys but um yeah that that is like my tip of the day for the ladies and for the guys just because you have a dick just because you have a big dick just because you have a medium whatever that does not mean that you're good at sex you have to experiment ask your partner communicate this is you know obviously not for one night stands can you believe i've never had a one night stand Wait, I have never, real? I have never had a one night stand. Have you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a handful. Yeah. No. Or like a two night stand, you know. Listen, I have a two. I have tried. I have been on a mission before to have a one night stand, and they always return. And my one of my friends tells me that you know recycled dick is good for the environment. So I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. If you know it's good, like why stop? I guess know? they yeah. always they always come back. I remember the first time I tried to have a one night stand, I was underage. I was seventeen. I was in college. I graduated. I graduated um, uh, co- uh, high school early because I used to be really smart. And um, it was this marine, this marine guy, right? And we're at a we're at a party. I'm not gonna get too elaborate too much because some of my friends from college were like, "Oh, bitch, you're still talking about this one. <laughs> you're still talking about this." Um, yeah, the things I did for my country. <laughs> the things I did for my country, and oh, yeah. it was supposed to be a one night stand, but it wasn't. It was not. We had a little nice little uh, rendezvous for a little bit, but uh-huh. I remember that was. 13, 14, almost 15 years ago. You know, yeah. that was a good time. That was a good, good time. Yeah, so, you remember these yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Um, so mine. we were discussing earlier a little bit about narcissism. Yes. And narcissism in a relationship and what it does to the partner. Now, I have been, and I'm very careful about this subject. Um, I've been with a narcissist and it really destroyed me because it was basically I can never be upset. I can never be mad. I can never have an issue um, in the relationship. Um, anytime that I did have an re- issue in the relationship, somehow it was always turned around and now I was the bad guy. And when you do that, it's like you you completely control the situation. So what happened was I was afraid of speaking up any, you know, and admitting that there was a problem in relationship because I was so used to everything being turned around and projected back at me. So what did I do? I kept my mouth shut. For years I would keep my mouth shut about certain issues just because I was never allowed to have an issue. And that sounds really weird for me to say that. And this, like, everyone knows me now. Like, I'm a, you know, strong woman, independent, blah, blah, blah. But to let you know that a narcissistic person controlled me for so long is very, it's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. And I still have to go to therapy 
for those things because I still don't approach life correctly because of it. But you were telling me um, that you experienced the same or similar, I should say. So tell me a little yeah. bit. Um, I, I feel really similar to how, uh, what you were just describing. Um, I dated, uh, this guy who did not come off as a narcissist at all at first. And then at the end I was like, I've gotten so deep into these waters of like, I felt like I was drowning, you know, this relationship. And it took me a really long time to, I feel like I haven't even fully recovered, you know, cause it sticks with you when somebody has been, uh, you know, maybe gaslighting you, talking down to you, and you question your own mind and decisions. And, and yeah, and you know, like, uh, I would definitely identify as, you know, like a feminist. I try not to take shit from men. And then here I was in a relationship where I completely was, you know, taking this like abuse from a person. And I, like, if I start in, argument not even an argument but just point out something i'll be guilted for it or yeah like oh well you do this and you do that and it's like okay literally whatever i say doesn't matter (laughs) yeah um nothing's ever good enough you know it is and the thing is is like in my experience because i experienced several narcissists um and and it's not like i attract them i think what happens is that they prey on really nice people and that's what it is. They, they, it's like they pray and they're like, okay, well, I can get my way with this person because she's not going to have a backbone because she likes me or she's in love with me or something like that. So I can take advantage and manipulate her and manipulate the whole situation because at the end of the day, that's what they're doing is being super, super manipulative. What were the signs to you that showed you that this person was a narcissist? Like when did this like dawn on you? Okay. Yep. So like, you know, they do this thing at the beginning of the relationship called love bombing, where it almost feels like a lot of uh, people who have experienced dating a narcissist, it feels like um, maybe you found your true love because it's like, oh, there's no conflict. Like, they're so romantic. They're doing all of these things that I love. Like, this is like the best relationship I've ever been in. You know, like, I really thought this person and I maybe had a future, like a very serious future after years of dating just randos before. But the real sign started to show when I just kind of noticed not all of his truths were lining up. Like I was starting to sense like these weird little lies or him trying to hide things. Like um, he wouldn't, maybe we had like some mutual friends and uh, he would be, weird about what he did the previous night and then his friends would be like oh yeah this is what we did and he would look shocked to find out that I found out like what they were doing which maybe wouldn't be anything bad but like oh you were at a party all night like that's why you didn't text me back or not that I would guilt them about it but he was just like just kind of like being a little shady it was like there's no reason to be shady what's going on and I also early saw the weird triangulation he was starting to do because at first I thought I was maybe just being a little jealous about like some of his exes or other women that were giving him attention but the truth is is that narcissists thrive on pitting part- potential partners against each other 
Um, they really get off on seeing an old partner and a new partner or a potential partner fighting over them. And there were so many times that he tried to have his ex around at the same place that I would be at or like take me to a place where he probably knew she was there or the chick that he cheated on me with, you know, like make me hang out with her. I had no idea that they were like seeing each other yet, but just like they like that weird chaos and like I think it comes from something in their childhood where they just didn't get attention or it's they just too much or too much attention and never told that they were doing something incorrect we're going to come back and talk more about narcissism and relationships because i believe it's such an important but right now we're going to have um a message from our sponsors we are back Liz, we were talking about narcissism and dating a narcissist and the like the effect that it has on you. Like for me, it was basically everything was about this person because if it wasn't about this person, somehow they were going to figure out a way to make it about them. So I got so used to being in the shadows that I don't know, I became like super complacent very complacent and I didn't want to, I don't know if you experienced this, but I didn't want to be punished. And being punished was them taking away their love, them taking away the attention, but then telling me that it was me. I was the one not being loving. I was the one that was being very neglectful. So did you experience anything similar to that kind of tone? Totally. Um, For example, uh, you know, if he was out all night with his friends, you know, I might have to wait till like three in the morning for him to come home or like, you know, and and then would he even be in a good mood? I don't know. He would get upset if I was like, oh, you know, just expressing like, you didn't tell me you're going to be out all night. He's just like, yeah, like, don't try to tell me what to do or something, which I wasn't. It was just like, oh, okay, like, this is my night off. I thought we were going to hang out. Meanwhile, if I was out hanging with friends and he wasn't involved, he'd be like, well, I'm going to bed in like 15 minutes. So you're either going to come here and hang out with me or else you're not going to see me tonight. And so I'd usually just drop what I was doing and go be with him because I didn't want him to be mad at me or like, it almost seemed like, oh, he gets so much female attention that if I'm not there, some other woman's going to be there, you know? And and I didn't want to lose this relationship, which is, it's so silly in retrospect thinking about it. It's just like, this guy wasn't worth when it. You're, when you're in the relationship, though, you can't really see what exactly what it is. When you step out of it, then you can see, I was isolated. I was isolated. I wasn't, um, I would never say I wasn't allowed, but the undertone, the under message is that if I did have friends, if I did go out when I got home, there was going to be a problem. And the problem wasn't necessarily always vocalized. It was very quiet. So then when you do, when you approach communication that way, when you stonewall somebody, then it's like, well, is there a problem? Like, am I like, am I going crazy right now? Like, is it me? And it became to a point where I just didn't even have feelings anymore. Like, I would, I did have feelings, obviously, but 
I didn't know my feelings because I wasn't allowed to address them. If I had a feeling about a certain thing, he'd be like, oh, what are you on your your period? Is that why you're feeling this way? So now it was just like, okay, so now you're, instead of me actually having some kind of emotion towards what's going on, now you're trying to bring in another excuse and blame me about having a feeling towards something. So I just became very cold because I wasn't allowed. And there was a point in one of my relationships because I've dealt with several narcissists. Um, I would cry and I'm not a bit crier. Like I, I don't cry a lot. I would cry. And he told me that the only reason why I was set and crying was because I wanted his attention. So then I just became, that's yeah. So I just became even hardened by that, you know? So, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's abusive to be honest. Yeah. It's like you lose yourself completely. Like who even am I? Like I stopped doing stand up for a bit for this guy. Cause it was like, I can't have my free time. Like I had to like go home and like be attentive to this person because sometimes he'd be like the sweetest person in the world. And like, it's almost like this weird high of like, oh, that's the person, that's the person. He's just been in a bad mood lately. Like, I know that if we work things out, it'll be okay. But then, you know, they are completely cold and withholding and it's so controlling. Well, I want to leave everyone on a good note after we talked about narcissism. If anyone has experienced that and if you have something to say, make sure you message me. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, I like to communicate. Um, it's really hard to be in that situation and not know how to get out. Um, I don't really think I got out on my own accord, to be honest with you. Something interior, like something was telling me that something was wrong. And I knew it for years, but I was also told that I was crazy all the time. And I, like, I literally told you, you are crazy. You are crazy. So then I start believing I'm crazy. I'm making things up. I, my intuition is not, is invalid. I've been feeling like an invalid human, to be honest with you. So if you guys have anything to say to me, you know, you can email me, you can message me, um, DM me, um, all my social medias below, but leave off on a happier note. I'm asking all my guests now to go ahead and interview me. You can ask me up to 10 questions. <laughs> no more than 10. <laughs> so okay. go ahead and ask me, ask away. What do you want to know? All right. I, I wrote some things down. So let's see here. Oh. Um, what, <laughs> what inspired you to make this podcast? Um, years ago, I wanted to start a podcast, but I was on a different route because I was married. Um, I was not allowed to talk about stuff like this, you know, like it's, it's harder when you have a partner, um, because I never want to disrespect anybody that I've been with or am seeing, etc. If they ever say anything to me, I'm sorry. My sex life is more important. <laughs> I will stop. You know, you know, I don't want to say anything that... Kind of like that they don't want me to say about them now i'm not going to stop being myself that's not going to happen but i'm not going to talk about a partner and then like oh I, you know this is my platform so i wanted to do that um so this year i was like okay i'm gonna start this podcast blah 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 COVID happened i had a friend that kind of inspired and challenged me to get it started so i got it started and then i was just only going to talk about relationships but for some reason the sex part kind of came in then i realized that you know with my vulgar comedy 
it was just like on the same line, you know? So I just like told myself, let's talk about it. Like I had issues my very first like eight episodes talking about sex and fucking and all this other stuff. As you can hear and see now, there is no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am, wild oh, and yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It's good for people to talk about these things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was raised Catholic, and I didn't really get any real sex talk until talking to, like, my friends and peers about sex, you know? So, there's a lot of power in talking about it. Um, okay, so we've talked about, like, my worst date. How about yours? What's your worst date? My worst <laughs> date um, is going to be in between somebody burping the whole entire date. Oh no. Yeah. He was burping the whole entire day. In the back of my head, I'm like, Anna, 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 you're good. We're good. We're just not going to bother us. This is not weird. Grown adult, you know, this is not going to bother us. Um, It bothered me. <laughs> it bothered do you think, me. Do you think he was drunk? I know when some no, guys no. like are drinking. And- he was fasting. I could talk about him. He pissed me the fuck off. So oh, he, he was fasting. That makes people burp? He- He's just drinking. He was drinking water all day. I'm oh. like, but you. But why would you do that on a date? Like that's so weird. That just shows that, that some weird. something really stupid was more important than the date with me and you're in impressing yeah. me. So that kind of just foreshadowed what would happen in a quote unquote relationship with them. So a lot of times people think I'm being petty, but something small minute can mean a lot a bigger thing for instance i was talking to this one guy and i don't ask people about money and he wanted to tell me about how much money he made right then he sent me a picture of um something on his stove right but the stove and this was his house quote unquote the stove looked like an apartment stove from like the 1950s but this is florida Okay, so everything is new over there. So it was just like a multiple things that just didn't add up. You know, you you want to tell me about all this money that you're making and try to impress me. But then you show me like part of your house when you're so like money. You know what I mean? It just it was weird. And the vibe was wrong, you know, so. Yeah. Trust your instincts. Yeah. Yeah. He was a liar for sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's another one? Um, are there, uh, this is kind of related. Are there other traits that like you can see in another person that you're like, I need to avoid them. Like, you know, like kind of like lies or whatever. Like this is going to be a toxic partner and I need to avoid going. Um, all men. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's a gamble there. It's, 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 it's really hard to say. It's case by case. It's case by case. I can't really like, yeah, I don't really have a, a set answer for that. Yeah. Because uh, you're nice. Like, I don't know, maybe you experience this too, but sometimes when people tell you too much about their life right away, like yeah. trauma, like you yeah. can tell me about your trauma when we're closer, but yeah. on the first date and you tell no. me about like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something Or talking really bad intense. about, okay, that's what it, talking bad about somebody else. I have an okay. issue with that. I don't want to know anything bad about anybody, to be honest with you because I don't have time in my life or the emotions to give that. But if you're talking negatively about somebody else, like I'm careful to talk negative about any of my exes in front of somebody I'm just meeting, even if they were a complete asshole to me. Because to me, it's like, what's the point? That's not good. If you talk about them, you're going to talk about me at the end of the day. 
Um, all right, maybe on a fun on a fun thing, what's like your favorite body part on a partner? On a partner? Smile, for sure. Smile. So anyone listening to this trying to date me, if I don't see a picture of you not of not smiling, or am I saying this right? If I can't cannot see your teeth in your mouth and your pictures and your profile, that's not gonna happen. I get scared. But yeah. a beautiful smile with beautiful teeth is everything. Yeah. Don't it's send everything. on a dick pic. Send her a picture of you smiling. You know, somebody <laughs> sent me a, a disgusting dick pic, right? And I can't stand those. Those are just it reminded me of the Chick-fil-A cow. I have never seen a, a penis of this ugly. <laughs> wow. So that's impressive. Bad. It looked like a Chick-fil-A. Yes. It was like, I'm so glad I'm vegetarian because it was yeah. just like, oh my God. It was like white and black and splotchy. And I'm like, you're proud of this? This is what you want to send to me? Go to send it to a doctor. Yes. Yeah. That was just like, you're going to infect. I don't know. Okay. Let me stop before I get in trouble. All right. Yeah. Because that could have been politically in correct well thank you Liz for being on this episode and the previous episode um the previous episode we talked about what stinky pussy and again <laughs> dating horrible horrid stories and I gotta work on saying horror right because I always sound like I'm saying whore not horror or well thank you and tell everybody your handle again so they go follow you yeah, uh, my name's Liz Thompson. You can check out my comedy and some of my work at Liz to Nice Tea on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. And thank you, lovers. I will see you next Tuesday on an out. Love and Lust. Love, love.